and welcome to another episode of Seattle to Unknown. My name is Sarah. I'm Melinda. And this is a travel podcast. Yes, travel may be slightly paused at the moment, but we'll do it again someday. Theoretically. I was going to say, we think, maybe. (laughs) Maybe. Hopefully. So, do you have an update for us? My state's on fire. This like is true. Every, everywhere on fire. Are you guys so, on a, an evacuation path? No. Um, like any of the ones that were closest to us, that was only a one day thing. We're kind of far and not in the direction of the other one that's traveling. But yeah, that's been fun. Yeah, my sister almost had to evacuate a couple days ago. But the wind changed and it went the other direction. Yeah, there's a lot of people that I know that are like, yeah, we're like borderline on the evacuation or they were a part of the evacuation. So it's freaking nuts. Don't set fires on purpose either, you assholes. Like somebody was trying to do the other day. Don't set them on accident either. Just don't, no fires. Have a plan if something does catch that's not supposed to. Have an idea of what you should do. Make sure there's no hole in your bucket, dear Liza, dear Liza, and bring it with you with water. I was going to say, don't just bring an empty bucket. (laughs) (laughs) That doesn't help anybody. But yeah, like the whole state is on fire. Yeah, pretty much. I've seen the maps. It doesn't look good. No, it does not. And then it caused a bunch of power outages. And yeah, it's, it's been an interesting week. On top of the fact that we're in the middle of a pandemic. Yeah, seriously, as if there isn't enough going on. Today was Germany's nationwide test of the siren systems. (laughs) No. At 11 o'clock, 11.15, and 11.30, they did three blasts of sirens. And there were so many people online who were freaking out. Why are the sirens going off? What's going on? Read your newspaper. There's a test. I'm sure it's been covered on the news, but I don't watch German news, so I don't know. But it's been in the news for a couple weeks now that it would be happening. But still, it missed some people and people were panicking. But I mean, they're air raid sirens. Of course, they're scary sounding. And loud. Yes. I was walking Moose and it did not seem to bother him in the slightest. Whereas someone passing me on the trail, like whipped out their phone to call someone. And I was like, it's okay. Don't worry, buddy. You got this. It'll be done in a minute. Well, I mean, you know, they just pooped themselves, so maybe it's not okay. <laughs> I mean, they're uncomfortable, but they're otherwise okay. Ew. What's your update besides the siren testing? Uh, Pretty much just the siren testing. Otherwise, it's been pretty uneventful. I don't leave my apartment long enough for anything eventful to happen. I don't today, know what that's like. Today, I went to the office for the first time... In a couple months. I went a couple months ago to pick up some mail. I think I've been to the office twice in the last six months. And I don't have any plan to go back before the end of the year. And even then, like, I feel like we're waiting for the end of the year, but it's yeah, not going to magically drop off either. I mean. Right. But we have permission until the end of the year to not set foot on the o- in the office. You're not going until they literally make you? Yeah. Fair. Don't know what that's uh, like, I- but fair. I only went today because I had to print some stuff out, and that turned into a whole fiasco anyway. And the second I could get out of there, I bolted. I'm like, okay, and I'm done. I was there for maybe an hour. 
<laughs> yeah, that's the life. But it is very surreal walking around the office and having it basically be a ghost town, but every person you do see is wearing a mask. Those are just zombies that aren't hungry. Yes, plus you have some plausible den- deniability if you're wearing a mask. If someone thinks they see you, but your face is mostly covered, if they message you later and be like, hey, did I see you? Nope. No, you did not. I was at home Must all day. Must have been an illusion. It was that other person with gray hair. Don't worry about it. Shh. Don't worry. <laughs> so, do you have a cocktail? No, I don't. <laughs> so here's the thing. I thought we were going to start recording like a half hour ago. So I also don't have a cocktail because it is already in my belly. But it was very, very good. So, thought you should know. And it was? It was a passion fruit Bellini adult slushy, And it was delicious. And I would definitely buy it again. That sounds so fancy and yet so casual. <laughs> Uh-huh. Oh, it's so good. It's like an adult Capri Sun. It came in a little, like, Mylar pouch. Delicious. A-plus. Would recommend. I mean, Get Europe today. does love its Capri Suns. Yes, it does. Speaking of which, I saw a birth announcement today for a baby whose name is Capri Soleil. You're not putting anything past us. We know that means Capri Sun. I love it. I love it so much, though. That is great. <laughs> The kid, one day the kid's going to look at it and be like, fuck, really, you guys? <laughs> Is that what I, but it's not the worst name. I mean, I don't love the name Capri, but Capri Soleil is just, wow. Is that like first, like two first names or is it like first and middle? First and middle. See, I would just go by Soleil. Yeah. Soleil is definitely a much better name than Capri. Mm-hmm. Because it conjures either one of two things either capri sun or capri pants or capri cigarettes that only like 90 year old women that have been smoking for thirty-five thousand years want <laughs> anyway you put it like it conjures old lady but i love that it's the kid's name is literally gonna be capri sun ah <laughs> <laughs> uh, love it so I have a new story for you this week. I don't think I want to know. And boy, howdy, is it a doozy. So if you remember last year, we did the story of a Russian-American YouTuber who went to Egypt and climbed the pyramids. Pretty sure that was still this year. Was it? Yeah. I've lost all track of time. I have no idea. Well, we have another one for 2020. And this is the story of... Charlie Jordan, the 21-year-old TikToker slash Instagrammer with 5 million followers who went to Rwanda with COVID. What the fuck? Mm-hmm. Like, knowingly so, was positive, still traveled. She claims she knew for certain that she was negative, but that she had had COVID before, and therefore she thought she couldn't have it again. I mean, there's only a small chance of being reinfected right now but there's still so much we don't know that it's not a guarantee right but the, they're starting to lean towards saying you can get it again in about three months so maybe they don't maybe. know we don't they know. don't know but you know if i had covid i maybe wouldn't travel for a while no because i'd fucking lice all you in the face asthma or not <laughs> what you're positive well, one one point lice all you 
So what happened is she posted like a series of photos and videos from Wanda that were all very like Instagrammy, and I'll get to why some of those were problematic towards the end. But when you arrive in Rwanda, because it's one of only 30 countries that Americans can travel to right now, they test you upon arrival. Good. And it takes some time to get those results, so she was allowed out into the world with her fellow TikTokers. Not good. With what she claims to have been a trip where she was partnering with a guerrilla sanctuary to bring awareness to the diminishing numbers of silverback gorillas. Turns out that was a lie. She paid to go on a gorilla tour and she was posting it as if they had partnered with her. Like they had reached out to her and said, hey, we'd like you to share about us on Instagram. Didn't happen. It was just a tour. She was a paying customer. And she gets back to her hotel and Rwandan authorities of some sort come approach her and tell her, you tested positive for corona at the airport. Come with us. You're going to be quarantined for two weeks. And then she proceeds to throw a full-on meltdown on TikTok, talking about how these people in this third world country were treating her so badly. Yeah. She slandered them by saying, this is a third world country, nobody here speaks English, and I'm so afraid. English is one of Rwanda's official languages. So, something tells me she could have found someone who spoke English if she needed it. It's not their, like, most common language, but it's an official language, so there's people there who speak it. I was gonna say, I feel like most places also learn some English. It's uh, the U.S. that refuses to learn, like, anything else. Exactly. Yeah, I think, I mean, they have their own native language, which is a large slice of the language pie chart, and French is also up there because that was their national language up until 2008, I believe, because it's a former French colony. But, like, it's this day and age, many, many, many people learn English. So yeah. saying nobody here speaks English is, it's an obvious lie. Okay, and but she's, very problematic that you're calling them a third world country. Exactly. That's the other thing. It's like, you know what? That doesn't need to come into what you're discussing here. Like, just say... Developing nation? Exactly. Developing nation is the correct nomenclature. Also, it doesn't need to factor into this. It, they put you up in a hotel for your quarantine. Let's simmer down a little bit. They just want you away from the general population so you don't get everybody sick. Mm-hmm. And then she went on to say, well, because it's a quote-unquote third world country, how can we even trust their test? They did a throat swab, which is not like the authentic way to do it. Okay. They still tested you and they still have the right to detain you regardless of the testing method. Also... I'm willing to bet they're doing just fine because Africa has very low cases of corona. Go figure. They're containing it pretty darn well. Unlike America. Mm-hmm. But, oh, oh, and the thing that really, really sealed the deal for me when I went, oh, I do not like this person, is that she kept saying, I flew all the way to Rwanda, Africa, okay? Uh, do you say I flew to France, Europe? It's that weird, like, I'm going to africa like it itself is its own country mm -hmm. instead of like that's the continent that you're on i don't know it's really weird how people talk about africa as like it's a con like its own little country mm -hmm. south africa it's is. like a it's a monolith as if it's one entity or like a city or something yeah it's really weird and it only seems to be 
Like, people only talk about it like that with Africa, not like South America or Europe or Asia or anything. It's just, yeah. it's so weird. And it's like, why is this, how, how did we get here? Yeah. And it was like, so the way she said it would be like, if I said I'm from Seattle, Washington, as if Rwanda is a city mm-hmm. in the country of Africa. Wait, I was maybe like, she doesn't know. <laughs> Honestly, it's hard to say. <laughs> But part of me was like, okay, she's just kind of like a spoiled influencer. She's only 21. She's just kind of a smart-ass kid. Like, whatever. That's not even a smart-ass kid. That's a dumb-ass princess. Yeah, exactly. That's more accurate. But then someone in the comments revealed, and she had deleted this content by the time I went looking for it, that while she was on her gorilla trek, because they didn't come and take her away from her group until a few days into this, so she'd already gone on this trek. On the trek, she was required to wear a mask. So she has all these videos and pictures of her in front of gorillas wearing a mask out in the wild. But what she had deleted were the photos of her posing with Rwandan children without her mask. No. And when asked, why did you wear a mask around the gorillas but not around children? She said, well, the gorillas are endangered. No. Okay. Uh, Yes, the gorillas are endangered, but these are children. Yeah, actual human children. Wow. Yeah, so I saw a screen cap of that comment, which apparently has also since been taken down. But it blew my mind. That's so messed up. So there were two TikTok videos that came out in the same day, clearly filmed one right after another of her in her hotel detainment. And in the second one... She went on about how the authorities were not allowing her to smoke marijuana and don't they understand that she needs it for her depression because she smoked it every day for the last three and whatever years. You're not supposed to smoke it in Rwanda regardless because it's highly illegal. If you went on a vacation knowing, knowingly to break the law, not to mention the fact that she has COVID on top of all this, this is like your perfect case study of what not to do. Shouldn't she be arrested for drug smuggling? One would think. Eventually, she tested negative. So her first test was positive. Then she had two negative tests. And two negative tests is what Rwanda requires before they'll re-release you. So she got her two negative tests, and she claimed that was evidence that she had never had it at all. But you've already told us you have had it in the past. She may or may not have caught it at, like, a TikToker, like, party that was held a few months ago where a bunch of people got it. And all of this. And then later she came back with a video on Instagram that was very clearly scripted and not as off the cuff as the other ones saying, you're right. I was clearly in the wrong for traveling at this time. I won't do it again. I'm very sorry. But also, I never had it, so this was all absurd anyway. Okay, but you need to go back and test all those children year-round, and if they have any medical complications or anything, she needs to be responsible for that. And their families. Not just the kids, but the kids' families. Yes, she does. And then she posted today that she's at a wedding in California. (sighs) So, I mean, the list of things she did wrong... She disrespected the country, she planned to break the rules, she traveled while she may have been sick, claimed she was in partnership with an organization that she wasn't, trying to make it seem like her reason for being there was saintly and, you know, such a charitable thing. White savior complex? Mm -hmm. And uh, basically, 
What I think really happened is that Rwanda is one of the few countries that will let Americans in and she wanted to travel and they were like, eh, why not there? Don't be like her. Don't do that. No. (sighs) So that's what happened to Charlie Jordan, a person who I didn't know about a few days ago, but now really just don't like very much. This is, yeah, no. I thought we were getting rid of TikTok. I thought it was illegal and we were shutting it down. Didn't happen. This is another example of stop making stupid people famous. TikTok, I'm looking at you. Yeah. Oh, TikTok. If you want to see the videos, she's taking them all down, but they're all floating around Twitter. But now she's back in California going to a wedding with a group of people. And I still don't fully trust that she's negative. They should just Lysol her when she first arrives. (laughs) It's like the, like the hazmat tent in E.T. Just put her through that. Sure. I've only watched E.T. in German, so I didn't really pay attention because I didn't understand. I haven't seen it since I was a kid, but the hazmat scene scared the absolute shit out of me, so I never watched it again. I don't even remember that. I was not paying attention. Clearly. So, anyway, that's our fun story for the week. Don't be like that person. So let's tell you how to travel later. How to travel. Is that our segue? When you know you are COVID negative, when you are certain, and how to keep yourself negative while you're traveling. Amongst other from other views, this is the bed bug episode bed bugs slash covid slash general germiness how to keep yourself away from those things but i feel like it's very bed bug heavy so let's get into it okie dokie wow i'm prepared so before you leave maybe familiar let familiar get to know Uh, any health crisis occurring at your destination or where you're at to determine whether or not you should go. It would really suck to show up somewhere thinking, oh, this is going to be fun, and then realize, oh, they're having a sudden outbreak of something and I've just walked into the dust cloud of it. Yeah. Also, make sure you're up to date with your vaccines. Uh, They have these handy dandy like travel nurses, doctor things that you can contact And you tell them where you're going, and they'll tell you whether or not you need certain vaccines. Might be. And keep those records. Yeah. Some people want to see them. Make sure that you're all up to date. They don't want to hear about it later. Maybe consider getting a flu shot this year with everything else is going on. If you tend to have a really negative... And make sure that you have all of your medications with you ready to go. Most medications can be found or their equivalents can be found wherever you go. But it's always nice to have the ones you know and trust. It's better to have them with you. Well, if you have any prescriptions, yeah, yeah, maybe see if you can get an, a longer supplies just in case anything does happen where you can't easily go out and get it. Like if you're in a quarantine for two weeks and it might run out like in the middle of it, I'm sure yep. they can make accommodations for you. Yep. So, um... The other thing you should do is clean everything you're taking with you because 
yes, you want to protect yourself, but we also have a responsibility to not expose the people we're traveling to see with whatever we brought with us. So make sure you're no, you're not bringing around your pox blanket or something like that. Clean your stuff. Depoxify it. Depoxify it. Um, <laughs> also, we, sh- we should probably actually be cleaning our travel bags, suitcases more often than we do. Mm-hmm. If you think about how dirty it is going from airports to train ports to boat ports, hotel to hotel, like your bag's seen some shit, so you should probably clean it in general. Yeah, and that's why on our next section, all about luggage, the first point is travel with items that are easily washable or sanitizable. So, like, maybe don't bring that Louis Vuitton tote. I'm sure it looks very nice, but, like, sanitizing leather is not quite as good as sanitizing, you know, like a hard-sided suitcase or something you can pop in the wash. So leather, suede, that kind of stuff, it's probably not something we should be using from now on (laughs) if there's a label saying like do not get wet yeah keep that at home yeah uh yeah again you want to be able to wash everything by going into the washing machine or be able to give it like a good solid wipe down that might be more saturating than a light misting of rain yeah and that's also a good thing to keep in mind when you're thinking about what shoes to pack Because, like, yeah, I've got Birkenstocks that I love that are leather, but I can't just put those in the wash when I'm done. But, like, the EVA Birkenstocks, those can go in the washing machine no problem. I mean, you could put your cork and leather Birkenstocks in the wash, but it's not going to go pretty. (laughs) They're not going to look so nice when they come out. Yeah. If he thought there was something in here, he'd show up. Anyway. And then to keep in mind, after you return home, make sure that you disinfect the handles of your bags, particularly if it's like a suitcase, suitcase, more so than a backpack. Wipe down the zipper pulls and clean off the wheels of your bag, especially if you're the type of person who doesn't wear shoes in your house. If you don't wear shoes in your house, you probably don't want to set down a wheelie bag inside your house after it's been pulled through the airport and over concrete and sidewalks and whatnot. The wheels are the shoes of your suitcase. Or are shoes the wheels of your feet? They're not wheels. I mean, wheels aren't feet either, though. I wasn't saying wheels were feet. I was saying wheels are shoes. Oh, clearly. Tires are the shoes of cars. So another thing to keep in mind is when you get home, let's say either you think you've been exposed to bed bugs or maybe there's been an outbreak of something. It's a good idea to quarantine your bags when you come back. So double bag them in in garbage bags, not grrr bags. And and put them in either a basement or a garage or balcony or even like in your bathtub. And just leave it there for two weeks. Bed bugs, eggs hatch within that two-week cycle. So if they're bagged up and they have nothing to feed on, they will die within two weeks. I will talk about them a little bit more under accommodations. <laughs> yes. So by doing that, you're assuring that whatever is in your bag is dying. Unless you have something living in your bag and or stakes. Otherwise, you're probably fine. It's kind of like when you're in elementary school and so-and-so got lice and then your parents are worried that you have lice. 
Ooh, I definitely got lice from a kid in my school. And then everything you own gets washed and or bagged in garbage bags for, like, a week or so. Uh, did you get lice? Who didn't get lice in elementary school? It was the 90s. Wait, so your parents just bagged your stuff for a week and then you got it back? Because my parents never gave me my stuff back. Well, things got, like, bagged in trash bags. And then it got, like, washed on, like, super hot water. And probably yeah, mine didn't. There are, to this day, bags of my toys in our garage. Okay, that's not problem solving if you don't get rid of it. (laughs) Yeah, well, still, all my stuffed animals are still in a garbage bag grave. They're in, like, the 30-year quarantine? Basically, yeah. Or, like, 25-year quarantine? I don't know. Mm -hmm. But apparently, after the bag quarantine is over, you can take the stuff out and if you have, like, a soft-sided backpack, you might want to get it dry-cleaned. If you have a suitcase, that's when you go in with your wipes and you deep-clean it by hand. That just gives you the the knowledge that you've wiped out all of whatever ickiness might be in there. It's dead, but now you got to get it out of there. I have a point on wiping things down, but I think it's elsewhere. We'll get there. Don't worry. Um... So, once you've dealt with your luggage, or while you're dealing with it, don't forget your clothes... Um, when you can, try and find things that are either naturally antibacterial fabrics such as merino wool, or there's a lot of new ones that are treated to be antibacterial. Yeah, especially things that are, like, laced with silver or something, I think. Yeah, there's certain things that are now coming out that are, like, specifically for the traveler that lives out of their backpack or suitcase. Yeah. So it won't be so gross, when you are having to travel with masks, maybe have a two-bag system, one that's literally labeled dirty and one that's literally labeled as clean, and that they're both something that's sealable, like a Ziploc zipper pouch bag, Tupperware, or like a container with a lid, something mm-hmm. where the contents are contained to keep your clean ones clean and your dirty ones dirty. Yeah, I actually... (laughs) That's kind of an odd sentence, but you know what I mean. Yeah, well, as the time goes on, like, I have to venture out into the world slightly more than usual, or more than I had been. Usual would be going out every day, but whatever. Um, I found this little pouch on Amazon that it's, like, a zipper pouch that when you open it, it reveals there's two compartments, and in between them, there's another zipper pouch, and I found I could put clean masks in one side dirty mask on the other and put the filters in the middle so they're absolutely not coming in contact with anything else and that's been really handy for me messing with your mask on its fit on your face or anything that is potentially putting dirt and germs on it so you want to keep those things as clean as possible and away from dirty things as much as possible yep and speaking of bags uh, uh, probably a lot of us have that go-to mesh laundry bag, but in this instance, find one that isn't mesh, something that's going to be contained, so if there's, like, any physical dirt on your stuff, too, it's all contained in the bag and not literally going everywhere. hmm It's a more conscientious of, like, hey, you're quarantined by yourself. Yeah, and it doesn't have to be anything fancy. Just literally any bag that you can secure clothes, like a drawstring or something. Something to keep, like, the dirty things together, the clean things separate. Spare yeah. shoes. 
Or if maybe you have a packing cube that doesn't have the mesh insert on the front, that would work really well, too. Yeah. Or, like, one of the shoe hacks is using um, shower caps. Mm-hmm. One shower cap is fine in, like, the normal time, but maybe you want, like, one over the bottoms and one over the top, so then, like, it's all kind of contained. Yeah. The trick with anything in this scenario is that containment is key. Find some way to close things off from each other. Compartmentalize everything. Yeah. Because there's no point of... If it's just a free-for-all in your bag because you cram things back in, there's no hope for the clean things staying clean. Yep. So, once you get to your accommodation, one of the things that you might have previously done that you may want to reconsider now is unpacking your clothing. I know in a lot of hotels, people... Some people don't feel like they've settled in until they've taken their clothes out of the bag and put them in the drawers. I don't understand that. That's how you leave stuff behind. Yeah, that's what it is for me is I'd never do it because I'd leave something in a drawer and not realize it. And I know people have systems for checking that, but it just wouldn't work for me. It's weird to me. It's just weird. It feels strange. It feels like you're using someone else's furniture. It's like, this doesn't belong to me. I... But not even like, hey, I, I get a drawer because that's how established in a relationship we are. It's, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, it's weird to me. Yeah, I don't love doing it either. But what experts say is that when you put your stuff in a drawer, sometimes there might be bugs hiding in there. And you don't necessarily see them because are you really waving a flashlight around in the drawer? Probably not. So let's talk about bed bugs and why you should care. Because apparently the U.S. has seen a higher turnover with them. Turnover? Uh, Turnout? Turn up? Turnups. The U.S. has Mm, seen more bed bucks happening lately because of travel and people probably being unaware. Uh, Bed bugs are small. Think like the size of an apple seed. They're reddish, brownish, parasitic insects. And they like to bite people or animals when they're sleeping and eat their blood. They're little, I want tiny, to suck your blood. Little tiny Draculas. Um, some people experience a, re- a re- ooh, words are hard. Some people have more of an allergic reaction to these bites than others people, and these bites can also become infected. So you don't want them. And it's not necessarily that you're in a dirty environment. It's just that there's a place for them to live, and yeah. they are because it's not being reported or taken care of. Yeah, it's very easy to have them be transmitted. I know when I lived in L.A., when I first moved there, there was a massive outbreak. And I remember at the time, and this sounds a little naive now, but at the time I thought, bed bugs are real? Right. Sleep tight. Don't let the bed bugs bite. Yeah, exactly. It's not just a cute saying. I had never, ever heard of them in reality. Like, I'd heard the phrase, but I'd never known that they were actually real. And in retrospect, obviously they are. But... I think around 2009, 2010 was when suddenly, like, it just became a huge thing. It went from a a thing that happened occasionally to a thing that was happening constantly everywhere in major cities. And I know when I first moved into my Burbank apartment, a few weeks later, a family moved in above me and they brought bed bugs. And a letter went out saying that the apartment complex would not be liable if we got it and 
we would be required by law to destroy all of our soft furniture. Yeah, they will, like, bed bugs are, like, the width of a credit card, so they can literally be on, like, the head of a screw, they can be behind peeling paint, floorboards, bed, bed seams, mattresses, like, box springs. They go everywhere. And and it, like Melinda said, it has nothing to do with being clean or dirty. Like, you can pick it up from sitting on a bench after someone who sat down and who had bed bugs. You can pick it up on trains, planes, or probably automobiles. Pretty much anything. It's mm-hmm. so easy and it takes so little time. It's just like lice, except they can live longer off of a human body. So they're even worse in terms of transmission. It's gross. Yeah. It is. It is very gross, but it's something that you do need to be aware of. So when you get to your accommodation, maybe do a little snooping and turn down the bed covers and give it a looky-loo. Because mm-hmm. again, and- they, bed bugs like to live along seams of mattresses, armchairs, bedside tables, floorboards, carpet. Sorry, I don't want to interrupt. I could not figure out why Moose was freaking out. And Ellie just jumped on the bed with a big dog treat in her mouth. She's been running around the living room taunting him with it. Good kitty. And he's still, he's still pissed. He's following her in here. Despite the fact that I've got a handful of treats. He wants the one she's got in her mouth. Yeah. One of the biggest telltale signs of bed bugs. When you flip up the mat, flip the, flip the covers back and look around the mattress you should be looking for blood spots. They can be really small, but on a white mattress, it should be pretty evident. Because sometimes when you're rolling around at night, you squish a bed bug and it goes splat. And it, you know, squirts its meal everywhere. So blood spots are a really obvious sign. Um, but like Melinda said, anything black and kind of the size of an apple seed you'll you'll know it when you see it and that's your sign to get out of there asap also another thing to look for are bed bug eggs if you see what looks like white grains of rice stuck to the side of your bed it's not rice they weren't having a sushi party there the night before (laughs) ew that's how you identify bed bugs if you have any doubt you can just call the front desk and say, hey, I think I have bed bugs. Can you come check this out? They are incentivized to tell you, no, you don't see anything. But with their their Jedi mind tricks. If they're an honest business, <laughs> this is not the bed bug you were looking for. This was a sushi party. But yeah, if you have any suspicion of it, I mean, more than just this place looks dodgy. Because they're probably not going to give you a refund just because it looks dodgy. They know they look dodgy. Get out. Like, you don't want to deal with the fallout of having to get de-bedbugified. And you don't want to bring that shit home. Yeah, exactly. Because if you bring it home, you'll have to do what I almost had to do in Burbank, which, like, truly the best way to solve it is to get rid of all of your soft things. Mattresses, couches, armchairs... All of that. Anything that you can't easily throw into a washer is a goner. So, um, if just to be safe, maybe you don't see anything, but you just don't know. One thing they recommend you do is you buy a silk sleeping bag liner, which is also really nice to 
sleep in on airplanes. They're kind of cozy, super lightweight, but it's just a protective layer between you and whatever you're on. Not drugs, but like beds, chairs, whatnot. Physically on, not, you know, emotionally on. They are, they're fairly inexpensive and it's just an extra layer of protection. So if that seems a little extreme to you, you don't have to do it. But if you know you're going to be kind of slumming it a little bit, eh, why not? A fancy Snuggie is all I can see. I mean, that's basically it. But it's like a silk sleeping bag. You're going to look like a little silkworm. But that's, as with all things on this list, some of them will make sense for you to do. Some of them will be impractical. And I know that in previous recordings we kind of turned our noses up at the idea of wiping down everything you know the people who like a year ago were wiping down everything in the airplane before they sat down but you know considering the current situation maybe we incorporate more and more of these things into our everyday travel experience but remember not all hand sanitizer disinfectant wipes cleaning wipes are created equally Know your tools. Um, you can wipe down your surfaces. I think that we're... It's just come to light how bad people are at washing their hands in mm-hmm. general when they should be. And we should all be aware at this point that, yeah, airports are dirty. Especially those security bins. So... Wipe down things as you see fit. Just make sure you're washing your hands properly after touching high-touch areas. Don't touch your face. So if you are going to be one of those that's going to do a sheet mask on the plane, maybe consider getting up, Sarah, and washing your hands first. You say that as if I don't wash my hands. The issue isn't that. It's that I don't get up. Eh, we'll just lump it all into one one category together. It's fine. No, 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 no. Those are not the same things. Um, also, if you're going to be around Sarah, you might want to bring Ziploc bags so you can put remotes and things because you don't know where her hands have been. Yeah, I think there was a study a couple years ago that found the dirtiest thing in the hotel, in any given hotel room, was the TV remote. And so that's when people started putting their remotes in Ziploc baggies. Or you can wipe it down. Yeah, either way. I mean, if you're really, really paranoid about germs, which, I mean, granted, there's reason to be at the moment, then a Ziploc baggie assures that you're not coming in contact with anything on it. Whereas you never know if you missed a single button. What if you missed the power button somehow? Well, that's an important button. Wash your damn hands before eating or touching your face. Um, And lastly, while you're in your hotel... I mean, maybe you're staying in a really nice hotel and you have faith in their cleaning capabilities. I used to work for a dodgy motel and I know they didn't clean the cups. So maybe don't use the glasses on the counter if the uh, credibility of this hotel is in question. Use Use your water bottle and don't touch the glasses that have been on the counter for three weeks. But also don't forget to wash your water bottle every now and again. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> because the outside will become dirty as it comes into contact with the environment around you on your outings and it's also gross not to wash your water bottle this is true don't be gross 
And that's how we solved the pandemic. <laughs> Don't be gross. Uh, other random things to consider is uh, bringing soap. Soap is great. Soap is should be like your number one like way to clean things. <laughs> yeah, and it doesn't have to be antimicrobial. That doesn't hurt, but just the act of washing your hands regularly is is um, mostly sufficient depending on where you yeah, are. It does not have to be anything fancy. It just needs to be soap and water. Uh, soap sheets are a thing, and I'm pretty sure if you're really bored and kind of hate yourself, there's like five-minute crafts on how to make soap sheets. <laughs> the thing about the five-minute crafts ones is that the paper you're using, printer paper, that doesn't actually dissolve. No, but it's hilarious. <laughs> so the reason why soap sheets are something I would recommend is because, like, with a bar of soap, you have to carry around, like, a a grungy, wet, soggy piece of soap after you use it. Or if you bring, like, liquid soap, it counts towards your liquid allotment. Oh, but a good thing to know is that currently, at least, the TSA will let you through with 12 ounces of hand sanitizer, not just three. Okay. So if you need to bring more, cool, no problem. But if you're going to be in a situation where you actually need to wash, like, sanitizer is great but if your hands are like dirt dirty it's just going to turn into like sludge on your hands whereas soap will actually clear it off which okay here's the thing with that and here's the thing that really bothers me people will use hand sanitizer and then they touch cash do you know how dirty cash is there's a lot of things that like people are just hand sanitizer is a slight band-aid it's not the cure-all people are putting too much faith in hand sanitizer and that's not your cure-all also using too much hand sanitizer is not going to help anything you're just going to make things more resistant to it this is true just use soup and soap and water as much as you can hand sanitizer sparingly and only in situations where you can't get to running water yeah. and soap also if there's a notice on a pin pad saying please don't spray it directly with a cleaner or sanitizer don't do it <laughs> yeah don't do it they're cleaning it enough they have protective films on it you doing that just shorts it out and then they're going to tell you that you have to use cash from now on but there's a coin shortage so it has to be exact change otherwise no stuff for you oh can you imagine the sudden rash of people using checks they don't know how to write checks. People don't know how to sign or like where to sign on the back of their own fucking paychecks. <laughs> After you show them, you point and say, below the line? The funniest thing I've ever seen is my nephew got his learner's permit and he showed it to me. And the part where you should have your signature, he just wrote his full name out in block letters. A lot of people don't know how to sign their names. They print. And it's like, now I have your identity. Like, my dude, that is not a signature. He goes, I don't know how to do curf cursive. Clearly, but you don't have to know how to do cursive. You just make a little squiggle up and you're good. To an extent. But then that's your legal signature is that squiggle. If you draw a smiley face in your driver's license signature, that's your legal signature. Forever and evermore. Well, until you get it changed. So at least five yep. years. Yeah, or you get a new signature card at your bank. That is also an option. So 
Another thing that you might not think about but is good to consider is if you have headphones that you bring with you and they come in a case, always, whenever you're not using them, put them in the case. Like, don't leave them on a counter, don't leave them on the bed or your airplane tray table. Always put them back in the case, especially if they're earbuds, because that shit goes in your ear. And I don't know what the transmission rate is when you're exposed to corona via the ear canal, but I don't want to do a study on it. I'm not going to be that guinea pig. Why not? Um, yeah, I don't want to get corona. I- I'm I'm kind of cool with not having it. But you could be the first you know, ear I got... patient. <laughs> the first ear patient. I've got exclusively corona of the ear. Ooh, okay. This is a little bit off topic, but... Because I ventured out into public, I got to see weird shit happening in public again today. And today I saw a woman smack a man in the face with a hot dog. And no, she wasn't like holding the hot dog and whipping him with it. It was like palm flat hot dog on it right across the face. Why? He had, I think he may have used a derogatory term towards her and she got her comeuppance by whacking him with a hot dog. But now she doesn't have lunch. This is true, but everyone else got the joy of watching him clean mustard off his face. Good for her, though. Gold star, (laughs) 10 points. So, back on topic. I don't know. Another thing to consider. I do. Uh, When you are in a hotel or really anywhere, if you are not currently brushing your teeth, put a cover on your toothbrush. Wait. Are you implying that people aren't brushing their teeth? No, I'm implying that there are times when you are not brushing your teeth. As in, you know, between morning, lunch, and dinner, you have other things to do that don't involve putting a toothbrush in your mouth. Unless you're a toothbrush tester, I suppose. Twice a day, every day. So if your toothbrush has a cover, use it. If it doesn't have one, get one. Because counters are icky. And despite all the pull in the universe, maybe don't pet random animals. Yeah. You never know who's carrying what. That's just how you get fleas. Or they might bite you and then you have rabies. And not even, you don't know if the animal has something or not. If you're in like a petting zoo for whatever reason, you don't know if the person who pet the animal before you washed their hands. Well, it doesn't matter. You need to wash your hands after leaving a petting zoo. This this was a whole big thing at our state fair for a while. <laughs> yeah, so just regardless, maybe leave the llama alone, no matter how much you want to. Again. I'm not saying I'm going to follow this advice. I'm just saying, like, should. This is very much spotlighting the fact that people don't know how to wash their hands or when they should wash their hands. Mm-hmm. And I find that very and concerning. My problem isn't so much not washing my hands because obviously I do it, you know, before I walk the dog, after I walk the dog, before I cook, after I cook. Like, my hands are just constantly in a state of getting washed. The issue is, is that I cannot control myself from touching my face no matter how hard I try. I can't do it. I can't. And that's why you get sick more often. This is true. I haven't been sick this year at all, though. Probably because I don't interact with other humans. Because you've been made conscientiously aware. That too. No, I just don't see other people. I... So another thing, as mentioned a little bit earlier, you know, 
keypads are kind of icky sometimes. And since you shouldn't be spraying them down, maybe find other ways of paying. So contactless like chip uh, cards with transponders or Apple Pay or similar, but also use it for boarding passes so you don't have to go into the keypad and check yourself in at the at the airport. Anything you can do that you can do it all on your phone, you should be doing. Greatest thing ever in like the Scandinavian countries mobile like bus passes and whatnot like through an app brilliant yep because you should already be cleaning your phone off and you don't have to worry about whether or not someone else is cleaning their keypads off but it's just so much easier everything's just on your phone Mm -hmm. no money no machines no human interaction yep Yeah, I actually, I've stopped using my company ticket for the trains and buses. And I've realized Dusseldorf has a mobile app. Why have I not been using this? It's so easy to buy a ticket and never have to interact with another person. You've been doing it wrong for so long. I know. But uh, lastly on this list of miscellany is whenever possible, try to hang your bags up rather than setting them on the floor. Same goes for like your toiletry bag or whatever. Any chance you have to keep your bag off the floor, you should take. Not that you put your toiletry bag on the ground, but like you might leave it on the counter when you could just be hanging it up over a shower door or a towel rack or something. When in doubt, hang it up. Yep. It's supposed to be when When in in doubt, doubt, throw it it out, but okay. (laughs) That too. Um, there's this company that makes carabiners that have a little hook off of them that swivels away. So you can change, you can turn the hook any direction you want. I think it's called Hero Clip, but it's a, like I have one hanging off of my backpack. So if I go into a bathroom where the, like the hook's been ripped off, so I can't hang my backpack up, you just take out the carabiner, swivel the hook out and hang it over the door. You should probably just wash your shit because those doors are probably dirty because there's probably a lot of toilet flush splashback. Yeah, but not as dirty as the floor. Nah, the floor's pretty gross. It's all a lose-lose. It's the public. They don't wash their hands. But you could also, like, hook it onto a purse and hang your purse off of the bar when you're at a restaurant or something, you know. It's just a convenient thing to keep your shit off the ground where there's yeah. other shit. Don't put your shit on the shit, damn it. Other general health tips. Stay hydrated. Wash your hands. Get some sleep. Drink more water. Because I think in theory you're supposed to, like, drink your half your body weight in ounces of water. So if you are 100 pounds, you should be drinking 50 ounces of water a day. Yep. There is an upper limit. How much water are you really drinking? There is an upper limit to that where it becomes like... Too much what water? What is it called? There's such thing as water poisoning when yes. you've drunk so much that your system can't process it. But you'll know when you're approaching that. Yes. But... And realistically, nobody... Like, a 200-pound person is not drinking 100 ounces of water every day. No, you should probably strive for at least 40 ounces of water every day. Mm-hmm. 
at least. And all of this just strengthens your defenses against whatever might be out there. Yeah, I mean, if you come in contact with Corona, you're probably going to get it regardless of how much water you're drinking. But it couldn't hurt. Like, it keeps... Your body is at its peak performance when you're well hydrated. Yes, because, like, one of the things when you get sick, uh, one of the methods is to try and help flush your system by drinking a lot of water and keep things moving. Mm-hmm. It helps. Drink your water, bitches. <laughs> so, and lastly on that list is whenever someone requests that you wear a mask, there's probably a good reason for it. Wear it. Properly. Even if they don't request it. Yeah. Even if they don't request it, maybe just do it because it's crowded or you're not feeling well. Like, for whatever reason, you don't need a reason to wear a mask. You can just wear one to give you a sense of security. And no, you don't need to take it off or move it to talk to the person. You just need to enunciate and speak maybe a little bit louder. And Mm -hmm. on the opposite side, you just need to be more focused on the person that's speaking to you and listening to listen. Yep. And if you have a mask with a filter pocket consider putting a filter in it because any extra help in the current circumstances we should take they're really really inexpensive too oh but if you do put a filter in your mask don't reuse it take it out and put a new one in the next time you wear it after you've washed the mask i was gonna say you're whether you're using paper disposable ones or fabric ones, it's kind of a one-use thing. So if it's the paper disposable, throw it away. You wear it once. Don't let it fuzz out where it looks like you're literally wearing a maxi pad on your face. We will make fun of you. If you have a fabric one, you wear it the once, like the one day, and then that needs to get washed. Yeah, so if you're traveling and you don't have the means to wash your masks daily... Is hand washing, um, how good is hand washing really? Bring a selection of masks so you can cycle through them between washes. But that segues into our list of things that like you might hear about online, people suggesting various things that you should try to keep yourself healthy. I just don't really work. Obviously reusing one-time masks or unwashed reusable masks is high on that list. One that really truly blew my mind today was that a woman had taken a single-use mask and it had clearly just started falling apart because she was using it over and over again and the elastics had worn out so she had cut them and tied them onto her glasses so the mask just hung from her glasses Hmm. just kind of dangling in front of her face. I'm like ma'am that that is not how that works. Nope. It was basically as effective as holding a sheet of paper in front of your face. Which, holding up the collar of your shirt is not doing anything either. Yeah. Another thing is, I recently came across a device that claims to sanitize hotel beds. It was like a little itty-bitty Roomba with a UV light on it that does like a once-over up and down your mattress. A UV light has to be focused on an object for an extended period of time to kill viruses waving a uv light over your mattress isn't doing anything so don't it's having a weird little bed bug rave 
Yes, hotel mattresses may be dirty, but for perspective, in a like a science lab to sanitize everything, they pour a solution on all the surfaces and then turn on a UV light. Luminol? Not luminol. A cleaner. <laughs> luminol shows you what's gross. A cleaner will clean what's gross. And then they turn on overhead luminol! UV lights and they keep, I think it's, it might be bleach, but they put it on the counters and everywhere, turn the UV light on and keep it on for two hours. And that is considered sanitized. So like devices like phone soap where your phone is under its own UV light and it's concentrated for I think like 15 minutes, studies have shown that works because the light, it never goes off. Like it is on and is concentrated. Here's the thing, because of where I work, I bought one, Mm -hmm. but it wasn't because of the whole pandemic outbreak. It's because I've seen the studies, I've seen swabs that people have Mm -hmm. done and like just the growth and the germs and i know where i work that i bought one and i'm like maybe that will be a good idea yeah i ended up buying one for myself too i got a different brand though because um phone soap was really more expensive to ship to germany but like there's a Sucker. there's a world of difference between this light is focused on one thing and it's doing one small object versus this light takes 15 minutes to go up and down my mattress and it's all done yeah, it has to be more focused and concentrated on one thing. I do feel like it helps. I say that I'm baking my phone or cooking my phone. <laughs> it's <laughs> just getting suntanned. Work. I put it in there. It's it's getting cooked. I'm cooking it because I, I know what I touch throughout the day and I know what I end up having to touch my phone that, you know, I don't know. Not a peace of mind, I guess. Yeah, and I did. I looked up before I bought mine. I looked at like three or four different studies and videos online and every single one showed that it doesn't kill everything. It's like hand sanitizer. It kills 99.9. But if you compare the swabs of a phone before and after, it is a world of difference. Especially since every now and again, that phone touches my face. And like <laughs> the less crap to touch my face, the better. That's the one thing that doesn't touch my face. My hands are all over my face nope. all day. But my phone, never. Yeah, but your your phony hands are on yes, your face. Yes, this is true. <laughs> Don't put shit on your shit, damn it. Yeah, but it's like soap versus sanitizer. Like, yes, it'll clean stuff off your hands. I mean, it'll clean your phone, but it won't be, like, physically clean. Like, there will still be dirt on it. So occasionally You'll, wipe yeah, it gonna down. Yeah, you're going to have handprints and whatnot. So, yeah, if, if you're wiping it down and you're using this, I use mine, you know, when I get home from work, especially, or when I get home from running errands because it's... I wash my hands when I come do that because they just feel like I've touched the world and it's gross. So why not do the same for my phone? Yeah, well, mine's a phone charger as well. Like it's a like a contact charger, not a cable charger. So I just put it in it at night and turn it on. Yep. Not sponsored, but hey, phone soap, if you want to sponsor us, that would be freaking awesome. I got mine from Casetify. Casetify, if you want to call me, sure. Yeah, or Caseify. Yeah, there's you don't have to get like the one brand that you see. Go out and look. As long as it's doing the thing for X amount of time, yep, and it's all encased in there, then you know it's better than nothing. Yeah, another device that I've seen crop up recently is devices like you put them on your keyring, 
and it's both like a oh, a God. button pusher and or a door opener like just basically a device so you can do things that you would normally do with your hands but the thing is is it's on your keychain you use it let's say you go into an elevator and you need to push a button what do you do you slip it into your pocket later you need to reach into your pocket and grab something like it's just contaminating everything your pocket your hands yes it's not problem solving you know the best tool that you have is your hands because they're washable and reusable Mm -hmm. because they're washable yeah i mean if you need to to touch a doorknob you're not comfortable with like use a kleenex as long as you throw it out immediately using your shirt's not problem solving no yeah using your shirt or anything it's or your sleeve they're telling everybody to use their sleeve for things. It's like, but that's not problem solving. Yeah, I'd say if, let's say you need to touch an elevator button or open a door or something, and you know that you don't have, like, you can't wash your hands immediately after, then try using your elbow. Because you know what you're not going to come in contact with? Your own elbow. Your cough pocket. <laughs> your cough pocket, exactly. Your Dracula cape. That's how I was taught it. When you cough into your elbow, you go, ha, ha, ha. Like you've swept your Dracula cape over your face. I feel like that's a Sesame Street thing. (laughs) I think there's a lot of devices that have cropped up that people think give them some peace of mind, but they aren't really doing anything for you. They're not thinking the whole thing out. Yep. The moral of the story should be wash your hands Drink water, get sleep, and don't be over re- overly reliant on hand sanitizer. Wash your fucking hands. Soap and water, people. Yep. Although I was pretty and excited if- when I found a little pocket-sized hand sanitizer in a case about the size of a credit card, but several credit cards thick. It's so cute and little, and I keep it in my pocket just in case someone on the train gets a little too close to me and creeps me out. Is hand sanitizer the new pepper spray? <laughs> I feel like it would... Or like Lysol. As we have more and more possibility to travel, these are just good things to keep in mind. Because are we going to do as all of them? you have more possibility <laughs> to travel. As I have more possibility to travel. Are you kidding me? I have two kittens at home. I'm not going anywhere anytime soon. Can't go anywhere because pandemic and fires. Yeah. But these are just things to keep in mind. I mean, the basics everyone should be doing, how extreme you dive into these things is up to you and where you're traveling and your experiences. Yes. So, yeah. I think that's it. I think so, too. Wash your fucking hands. Yeah, I really just want to go wash my hands right now, now. (laughs) Don't put shit on shit. And, uh, just... Be aware of shit, like... Because it's an adventure? So stay healthy. And wash your fucking hands. That too. I want a shirt that says... I want a mask that says that. I saw someone the other day wearing a mask that said, Just in case, across it. I thought that was pretty funny. That is kind of (laughs) funny. Especially since here, no one wears masks outside. I am an absolute outlier when I walk around in public with a mask. In a store, everybody kind of wears them, but, like, I noticed the grocery store employees at the store I go to pretty much just don't wear them. 
they'll have it like around their neck. I'm like, mm, that's that's not legal. Like you're halfway there, but like living on a prayer. A little more commitment, Johnny. A little more commitment. They're halfway there, living on a prayer. Stop. No, we're gonna get sued. <laughs> uh, join us next week for uh, more travel babble. And remember, it's an adventure. <laughs> so wash your hands. Okay, bye. bye. Hi, everybody. Thank you for listening to another episode of Seattle to Unknown. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and leave a rating on whatever platform you are listening to us on. If you're interested in following us, look us up on Twitter, Instagram, and Pinterest. We're on all three platforms as at C to Unknown. That's S-E-A-T-O Unknown. Or you can jump right onto our website, www.c2unknown.com. I'm on Twitter and Instagram as at S-A-R underscore S, and Melinda is on both as at Hooligan Monster. If you have any travel stories or tips you want to share with us, please reach out to us at our email, which is c2unknown at gmail.com. Thank you, and we hope to see you back here next week. Bye!